Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. Welcome back. Hello, hello. It's so good to have you back in the podcast studio. We have certainly missed you. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. All right. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to out there. We've been gone so long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I am a florist by day, right? A Mm -hmm. by night. So I have been super busy with, I started the month of February with Valentine's Day and I was teaching lots of flower classes and making lots of flower bouquets. And then we took a little vacation to... Hawaii went to go see the magical islands over there and took the kids for a little it was a kind of like a winter spring break it was before our actual spring break and then busy again with weddings and then out of town for spring break and so here I am back in the podcast studio <laughs> so thanks for holding it down while I was gone you're welcome so what did you think about uh the little mini episodes and then the one that we our series climate change denial or climate change realist or are you a climate change optimist what do you think about that yes um yeah so thanks for doing those mini podcasts those were great and i love the ones back in february for self-love we were mm-hmm. you know carrying on the the freeways to love on yourself and take care of yourself and that was great and just a reminder too to hey slow down and, and love on yourself because when you are full of love you can love mother earth a little bit better too so Yes. Love those. And then, of course, the last episode with our earthy guy, Peter, and his friends. That was a really great show and I thought was really encouraging. We'll talk more about this later, but it's just good that my generation is having this conversation and just doing what it takes, you know, making small steps every day. So I really do appreciate Peter and his earthy friends for sitting down and having that conversation with us. That was great. Yes, I was completely impressed with um, just the the brutal honesty of the conversation, the candor, but also too just you know the way they were talking amongst themselves. They identified as either you know an optimist, and then once they got into the conversation. Peter was like, oh, my God, maybe I'm not as optimistic as I thought I because, you know, I consider myself an optimistic, you know, happy go lucky kind of guy. Uh, So I loved that conversation. And I can't wait to hear more from, you know, other people coming on the podcast and jumping in and and talking about, you know, planet Earth and uh, what we can do every day, because that's what our show is about. So anyways, I know you can't tell us what you did for the planet the whole month, but tell us what did you do for the planet last week, Raquel? Well, yes, I actually have been, you know, I've been marching away as my normal earthy self, and I'm always challenging myself a little bit more. So when we took the kids to the beach, I try to do simple things when I'm on vacation, like bring our reusable water bottles, and that way we can just buy gallons of water, because we do drink a lot of water when you know, just every day. And of course, when you're out in the sun more and you're hiking or doing any physical activities. So I try to, if I can remember to bring my reusable water bottles on in, on the plane in our suitcases, and then I'll buy a gallon of water instead of all of the single use plastic water bottles. Because if, you know, you think about being on vacation and how many Mm -hmm. bottles of water you'll actually go through and all of that is single use plastics. And 
you know, I'm always trying to ditch those when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, it really, it really does add up the more water bottles you buy. And so you can actually save a few books, which is always a bonus. We talk about how being earthy can also help you be a little bit more frugal and economic. So we like that. And then of course I, I take my reusable grocery bags when I fly mm-hmm. as well. So when I travel, I try to take reusable water bottles, reusable grocery bags. And those are just small little steps that, you know, those are collapsible. I can put in my suitcase and then I don't have to have all of these trash bags with me or have to worry about recycling or dropping the, the trash bags off again. So try to put those in my bag when I'm traveling and just always trying to ditch the single use plastics when I can, even on vacation. So those are, you may be saying, Hey, I can't be earthy when I'm traveling. And yes, you can. It's just small little steps, bring a reusable water bottle and bring some reusable grocery bags. That's at least a a simple things for you to do. And then of course, while I've been back here around the house, I've been doing some spring cleaning, which always feels really good. And I've been decluttering and donating to my local nonprofit, the resale shop down the street. And I even did some shopping at the thrift store because I'm trying to, you know, revamp the house for spring and bring in some new decor without spending a lot of money or buying anything. So I love to declutter and clean things out, clean up the garage, find some, you know, just kind of rearrange, sometimes just rearranging pieces in your house, make Mm -hmm. it look fresh. And then while I dropped off those things at the resale shop, I also did a little bit of shopping. So I always love secondhand shopping. And it was fun. I actually got to take the kids in there. And they said, Mom, this is the most fun store ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're trying to teach the kids that one man's trash is another man's treasure. So they had a blast just looking through all all the different things. So what about you? What have you been up to this week for the planet? Well, you know, it's uh, the garden is the garden is starting to pop and, you know, there's things are starting to bud out. So, of course, lots of gray water. And uh, my husband was really happy because our water bill is down uh, drastically, Raquel. So that gray water is really paying off, you know, too, like you said, I'm saving a little bit of money here and there. Uh, so I've been focusing on my gray water and then also too, um, you know, mixing up my little special soil, like we talked about in our garden series, how you can make your, you know, your own signature soil. And I'm using the eggshells and the coffee grounds and I've got, you know, those in the greenhouse and that's really perking up my plants. So of course I'm always doing the purchasing power. I'm always doing the gray water, pick up litter when I can. And really, you know, monitoring the food waste is now that is second nature, like the gray water. It's so ingrained in me um, for, on Sunday. <laughs> this is kind of funny, kind of not funny. Uh, but, you know, Sunday, I didn't want to do anything uh, in the kitchen. So I was just like, okay, we're having just this weird little smorgasbord of leftovers. And that's what we're heating up and we're eating. And thank God my husband's like, yeah, I don't mind. So I'm like, here's some beans, here's some leftover soup. You know, that's what we're having. So yeah, monitoring the food waste is 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 now second nature. It's critical to me um, to try to waste as little food as possible. Uh, and I take it really hard when I do waste food. And then I'm like, okay, what are you doing here? You left, you know, you lost a couple of bananas. Okay, well, I'm going to make the banana tea. That's, you know, I'll use the whole banana. There'll be extra potassium. So yeah, so just my normal pillars and, you know, challenging myself like you and there's something uh, I can do different. I do different and I like you love secondhand shopping. So 
Uh, we went to a big flea market last weekend, and um, I like to go out to the area where they have all the individual tents and people are selling their trash, and it's treasure to me, right? So, mm-hmm. and it is fun. It's so much fun. The hunt, you know, the hunt to find something you need. Yeah, I don't know. It is fun. I mean, sometimes I get really annoyed with the hunt, but sometimes I'm like, if I have the time, I do find a lot of joy in just sifting through things. I'm like, oh, look at this little, little treasure, you know? Mm-hmm. Look at this cute, uh, I bought a cute, cute, cute mirror. Uh, and this woman was selling me on it. She's like, hey girl, you need, I was looking at this turquoise mirror and she's like, you need that turquoise mirror. It's $5. And my husband's like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I love it. I'm going to put it somewhere. Uh, and it's going to make me happy. And, you know, she was, she was like, you know, the, the market's getting ready to close and I have to pack up all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll take a couple of things off your hands. I will be happy to do that. So, yeah. So there is joy in, you know, going through vintage stores, secondhand stores, and it's becoming so much more prevalent. There's so much more opportunities for you to take time and, you know, find like you, like you've done, you found some cute little cocktail rings and, you know, cute purses. And um, so, yeah, that's something that we can all do. Purchasing power first and foremost. So anyways, let's dive right back into our, we're going to finish up our series, Raquel. I started with that solo episode talking about, you know, because I heard the term on television, uh, somebody was talking about, and I don't know what show it was, but I just heard it when I was walking by and I stopped and I thought climate change optimism, what are they talking about? And so I, of course, go to my laptop, Google it. I find some very interesting things. And of course, you and I love Harvard. So I'm going to put a, a link to the show notes because they actually have a page called Climate Change Optimism. And it's really cute. It's funny. Um, they talk about, you know, uh, like I talked about in that first episode, you know, the zombie apocalypse and how, you know, uh, and there's so many different variations on that genre. So that's kind of how I, when I was thinking about how I wanted to shape the episode, I was thinking, okay, let's talk about that doom and gloom, that zombie where, you know, we're all scraping for food. And then, you know, there's people who are, you know, eating other humans. And then, then we talked about, you know, realism. So I put that one in the middle because I feel like I'm neither a doomsday kind of a girl, although I do watch some of that and I do. And and the last of us is really interesting, but I thought, okay, but I'm not someone who's going to deny for sure, because hello, we have the podcast. I'm not someone who is going to say I'm optimistic about it, but what I'm going to say is I'm, I feel like I'm a climate change realist, but we'll talk a little bit more about how I feel, but since you've already listened to those two episodes, I'm curious about where do you stand, Raquel? What, how do you feel about climate change? Well, I'm just an idealist at heart in general, just in my life. I'm, I think I would associate as an optimist. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like to play the doom and gloom theme of life anywhere. I don't really, I don't like to think of the worst case scenario. I don't, I just don't like my mind to go in those places. So I am an optimist and I do think You know, I'm more about problem solving and finding the bright, sunny side of any situation, which Mm -hmm. I do in this situation as well. I think that I am more of kind of the optimist on the show and you are more the realist. I think that our listeners would agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so, but, you know, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a science girl. So I do understand the cause and effect. And I know that our planet is experiencing consequences due to our destructive human behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not human. 
So I am a part of the problem, but um, as much as I am a part of the problem, I also am trying to do something about it. Like we have the podcast and we are trying to educate and inspire about how you can love the earth. So I think that, you know, that is looking at the bright side, but also not denying, but also having, you know, being a problem solver and saying, hey, what can we do to -hmm. make it a better place? So I feel like that's the whole point of our show, right? Yes. So you know, um, obviously we have human behavior that is destroying our planet, like deforestation and obviously industrialization of our entire planet. You know, um, we have just come through and just wrecked the whole planet. Um, but, you know, we're obviously trying to survive just like any animal. And I think that, you know, part of is there is a lot of greed on our planet. And I think you and I have kind of stepped back and made um, just kind of a mission to have a more simpler lifestyle, right? Yes. Um, it isn't going to have a huge impact on the planet. So I'm optimistic that my generation and the following generations, like I'm a millennial and then the um, generations below me, Gen Z, that they will make sustainable choices to help our planet and that we are speaking up for what's important. And, you know, Peter and his friends, they talked about how, you know, sometimes it's a burden, but they are still doing things like washing out their recyclables and mm-hmm. driving an EV making, you know, it does cost a little bit more money, but in the long run, it is more sustainable. And they are, you know, Peter has come on the show and told us all about all his solar energy and how he makes his own energy. And so I think that those are great things that my generation is doing. And whether you're just listening to the podcast for the first time, or maybe you're an earthy girl and you've been on our show and you've told us how everything that you're doing every single day for the planet. Um, I think that, To me, I'm just more optimistic because I see our generation caring and I see our generation doing. And so Mm -hmm. I hope that we can just uh, keep marching ahead. And, you know, I'm already seeing big changes. And, you know, like Peter said, that they may not feel as important if you're just doing small steps every day. Like, oh, is this recycling even helping? Because you've got people like Corey, my brother, Oh, well, you know, those things that only 7% of what's recycled is actually recycled. I'm like, okay, well, that's better than it landing in a landfill somewhere and growing a plastic mountain or a plastic island that my kids are going to have to live with, you know, a plastic world. Okay, no, I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, well, nothing that we do matters because I do think it does. And I think that it starts small, like what you and I are doing here and just having the conversation, right? And then we're speaking up, but then large companies are starting to notice because we talk about how important our money is and our, and our purchasing power. And so, yeah, guess what? The companies that are becoming more sustainable and are making choices for the planet, they are getting more attention and people in millennial and Gen Z, they're starting to buy from those companies. And every time I go to the store, I see more and more companies, mainstream companies trying to be more sustainable, eco-friendly, less toxic, right? I see those because people are starting to notice. So I think as long as we try to do things every single day, that even it's just on a small scale and we speak up for what's important, the big change will happen with the large companies. So when companies start recycling, using less single-use plastic, using cardboard recyclable packaging, less packaging, et cetera, all of those things are going to be the big changes that will make a difference. Yes. <clears throat> Yes, and yes, and yes. Yes to everything that you said, Raquel. I love it. Everything that you said is perfectly said, and it it comes from your heart. And you are my idealist. You are my sunny side kind of gal. And I love that about you. But here's the other thing. So we're going to go back to the realism. And I really loved how, you know, they brought up something that I hadn't even 
no, well, something I, I do know, like Peter said, you know, who's going to suffer? The humans, the planet's going to be fine. The planet will regenerate without mm-hmm. us. I mean, they, it will, but we are the ones and it's going to become more of a classism. There will be the poor who won't have food. There will be the poor who won't have energy. And that we're already seeing that on a global level, what's happening in some of the countries in the continent of Africa, what's happening in some of the continents in the Middle East, like the, like Pakistan. We're already seeing that, that the people who will be impacted will be those who don't have the opportunity to do anything. So mm-hmm. it's up to us here in the U.S., And for you countries in Europe, because we have, you know, 21 countries that listen to us, it's up to us. If we are blessed, we need to make the, we need to make the change. We need to do it. And here's how we do it. So as a climate realist, this is how I look at it. Okay. First step, you got to see it. Can't deny it. No, no, no. You got to see it. So you can't uh, cover it up. You can't deny it. You can't stick your head in the sand and say, oh, well, the world's ending. So what can I do? Like what Peter said. That was hilarious uh, that he knows people like that. Yeah, the world's ending. What can I do about it? Well, yes. Step two, it's your choice. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to take action? And even the smallest of actions will add up if we practice those earthly, earthy habits every day. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you've got some jingle in your pocket, you got some jingle jangle, consumers have a choice. And I know we don't, Raquel, you and I have to search on on our EWG app, our Think Dirty app. We have to search for products that are less toxic, that have better packaging or no packaging. We don't have as many options as we'd like, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we do have some choices and we can make those choices. And here's something that is uh, the mentality that I want to impress upon our listeners. Not every, you know, not everyone you know, has a big wallet and can just buy completely, you know, non-toxic, certified, organic, because it is a little bit more money. You know, at the end of the day, when you buy better products, it is more money. But if you don't have that, here's what anyone and everyone can do. We can certainly do less. We don't need to drive around in our cars endlessly just to get out because we're bored. Read a book, read more buy less, do less, and and ask yourself, do I need this? So need less. You just need less, less, less. Travel less, less. Make those big trips count. You know, sit more, sit in silence more, read more, love more. All of those things we can do. And the, the way I look at it is I'm looking at my grandchildren, and I want them to have something for them, for the future generations. So step three, You know, after you take that individual action, step three, guess what? Become more involved in your neighborhood, your town, your community, your people, your circle. Start those conversations. And 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 people that you know who who care about you and will listen to you, start with them, impress them first. You know, like Tyler Marco was saying, or Tyler Larson, she was saying, you know, she had to tell her mother-in-law, look, this is how I do it. You know, when I'm staying here at your house, you know, I need you to do this for me. So, you know, start small because I'm not telling you to get out there on the street, start a march, start a riot. I'm saying just a simple conversation with those who you love and you can have some kind of, you know, effect. Get that conversation going and have a passionate conversation because it's not as hard as you think. It's going to require a little energy from you, 
But think about it, like we say in our show notes, it's not an inconvenience. It's an investment in the future generations. Mm -hmm. So that first and foremost is change that mindset. First, open your eyes. You got to open your eyes. We've got to be realistic about what we're doing. And yes, no. And also to something that uh, I think Andy had said in the podcast with Peter in the Easy Brew Studio, she had heard about how big companies, you know, big business is trying to sell us self-care. Like we did self-care in, in February. They're trying to sell us self-care because we're so depressed about the planet and we're so depressed about the changes. But if we practice more self-care, it'll be okay. True, true, mm-hmm. true, true. But at the same time, we need to activate as a collective yes agreed and that's why we're here we're the earthy girls we just want to encourage you just one simple step a day what are you going to do to change the planet and help the planet yes yes i think that's a great place to end raquel so glad to have you back and looking forward to we've got a couple of things we're going to mention housekeeping raquel and i will be uh featured guests on a podcast uh and we will of course publicize that and like i said we're going to have somebody um who actually practices healing with uh her her people with crystals uh and chakra so we'll have her come in and talk to us we're busy scheduling that so yeah raquel and i are doing a little bit more to publicize the podcast and if you like the show love it you know send us a message we'd like to hear what you're doing for the planet every day and Raquel what do we say stay earthy friends y'all stay earthy bye let's move on to climate change watch Japan plans to release over 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools of contaminated water back into the ocean. The Fukushima nuclear reactor was overrun with a deadly tsunami following the 9.1 earthquake that occurred on March 11, 2011, and since then, it has been decommissioned. Robots have been cleaning the nuclear power plant, but it still has tons of water trapped within it thus the need to release. Filtering it before release does not convince some critics that it's safe for marine life or humans. There is no set date for the release. And UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez told top scientists in Switzerland that we are at, and I quote, the tip of the tipping point as they prepare to finalize their last seven reports and he urged them to deliver the cold, hard facts. And in the U.S., another atmospheric river hovering over the states of Nevada and California are putting millions of people and pets at risk. Many in the San Bernardino mountain area are still digging out from the record snowfall, and the northeastern part of the United States is experiencing extreme precipitation, such as several feet of snow and flash flooding. Winter storm Sage brought dangerous road conditions and power outages across the New England area, including states such as Maine, Massachusetts, Vermont, New York, and New Hampshire. However, most major cities were spared. And Monday was National Pollinator Garden Day, and many across the American continent are getting into their spring gardens. Make sure to let those dandelions grow and leave wildflower areas alone. 
And even Hollywood is going eco, with many stars on the red carpet this past Sunday, sporting vintage couture, jewelry, and handbags. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy.